0: Thanks for joining me again this week. It's June the 24th. I am David Widmar, co-founder of Ag Economic Insights. Of course, we're doing the weekly recording to share some of the key thoughts that we've had over the last week. Encouraging you to, of course, revisit the latest articles, but then also update your forecast. In today's episode, I'm going to focus on the macro economy. Last week we talked about the balance sheets. This week, I promised you that we would spend just a few minutes talking about the latest coming out of the macro economy. So, what's happened? Over the last few weeks, the Fed had their June meeting. They raised the Fed fund's target rate by 75 basis points. And that was a pretty big move, one of the biggest moves that we've seen in several decades comes on top of some earlier moves this year. And so we've seen concerns about inflation continue. We've seen concerns about the US economy slowing continue. So we just want to step back, carve out a few minutes here and share some thoughts and observations that we've made. So with that, I've prepared a few slides for those of you who are watching the video version of this, but we'll of course talk through this in a way if you're listening to the podcast version of it. So the first thing that... I want to point out is four times a year, the Fed shares expectations. They internally make some forecasts, and that allows us to get a little bit of a peek as to what their expectations are. And you know, I'll give you the punchline first. The Fed has really changed their expectations over the last several months. Over the last estimate periods, you know, six to twelve months. And they've even changed them again. And they're sort of trending in this same direction. And the direction has been slower economic growth, more unemployment, higher inflation, higher interest rates. And so let's just take a look at where their projections are as of June. And it shows the difference to March. This is publicly available information. As I've stated multiple times, we can agree or disagree with the Fed, but there have been some pretty... Valiant efforts to share their expectations. So, I'm going to talk about the median of these expectations. So, here's change in real GDP for 2022. They think the US economy on a real basis could grow 1.7%. This is down from 2.8% in March. So, they've trimmed a full percentage point out of economic growth here in the US. Now, let's shift down to unemployment. They think now, currently, unemployment in the US for 2020 will come in at 3.7%. That has, it's up from 3.5% just three months ago in March. It's also worth noting they expect unemployment rates to trend higher. In fact, the long run unemployment rate that they're targeting is 4%. And so that's that runway we've been talking about that gives the Fed a little bit of flexibility here to really get interest rates up and hopefully slow this inflation down before unemployment rates become. an alarming level. Speaking of inflation, in March, they thought inflation in 2022 would be 4.3%. Their current projections are 5.2%. I want to pause here just a second. I want to show the range of expectations among the Fed's staff and the Board of Governors. This range here is 4.8% to 6.2% for this year. This year is half over as we're recording this. We're effectively half over. And there is still a very wide range, 140 points of variation here for 2022. If we move into 2023, that range is 2.3 to 4.0. And of course, they think it'll start to tighten up. What's kind of interesting here is there's almost more uncertainty. Well, I guess... It's not more uncertainty, but there's a lot of uncertainty, open-endedness around 2022 relative to 2023 when you consider 2023 is six months away and 2022 is half over. So that is really important to just keep filed in the back of your mind about how much this has changed. Now we're going to skip down here to the Fed fund rate. They currently expect the Fed fund rate for 2022 to be at 3.4%. This is up from one point. Nine percent This is potentially the biggest change that we've seen. I think it's the Fed telegraphing. They're going to have to continue to be aggressive with interest rates. They raised that 150 basis points. They also raised their expectation for 2022 and 2023. They moved 2022. Three, excuse me, from 2.8 to 3.8 next year, another full percentage point. And as we roll into 2024, they also move that from 2.8 in March to 3.4%. So again, they're continuing to signal this slower U.S. economy, higher unemployment, more inflation, the more need for higher interest rates. I want to step back just a little bit. This is a little table that I put together to help you kind of A quick cheat sheet as to where the Fed's expectations have been. They have changed their thinking a lot over the last, again, six to nine months. Sometimes you could we'll let you decide if this is a criticism of the Fed or a failure of the Fed. But as an economist, as somebody who is, you know, observing the decision-making process, I think it's just worth stepping back to see how much this economy has changed in the Fed's eyes just in the last few weeks. You know, back in December, Brent and I commented. That was when the Fed said they're going to stop expanding the balance sheet. They wrapped up those balance sheet expansion processes, which we'll talk a little bit about here in a little bit. But Brent and I noted there that tone of the Fed started to change back in December, and they've continued down this path. So, what do we mean by that? Well, back in December, they thought the U.S. economy was growing by an inflation-adjusted rate of four percent. That's down to one point seven. They were expecting. Unemployment around 3.5. Now it's up to 3.7. We were expecting inflation about 2.6% back in December. Now we're at 5.2%. So, you know, about half of the economic growth, more unemployment, double the inflation. And then here's the big sticker shock Fed funds rate, they thought they were going to keep the Fed fund rate below 1% back in december they're now at 3.4%. So they've had to change quite a few things here. And in fact if you look at the projections for 2023, it's a very similar outline. So back in december they thought the US economy would have 2.2% of annual growth in 2023. They've trimmed that down to 1.7. They've also bumped the inflation rate higher from 3.5% just 6 months ago up to 3.9%. Again, inflation they're still I guess optimistic about inflation in 2023. Let's talk about where 2023 is right now. They're expecting it at 2.6 percent in these June estimates. That's about half of where their estimate, their median estimate, is for for 2022. So I think we're going to see a big reduction in inflation over the next year. We'll see how that plays out. But what's important to keep in mind here is they still think this Fed funds rate is going to be higher in 2023. So the median expectation for The current year is 3.4%, and they see that increasing to 3.8% for 2023. So we might see inflation start to abate next year, but the short-term interest rates are probably going to stay in there for a while. Another chart I want to show you here is this is sort of a track record of where inflation has been. As you can see, there's lots of years where the PCE inflation has struggled to exceed or maintain that 2% goal the Fed has. And then we see the data in 2021, which got close to more than five percent. And then this is the range of expectations. So we've plotted the uh, box and whisker, all those expectations for 2022, 23, 24, and then back to the long run. And so we were talking about the median. And so I think it's important to, you know, I talked about the median forecast for the Fed fund rate was 3.4 percent. Excuse me, inflation was 5.2 percent. It's important to note that there are some who think it'll come in below. Percent, some around four and a half percent for 2022, but there are also some who think that it could come in above six percent. We have some ag forecast network questions about that, so you want to take a look at that as we roll into 2023. There are still a few estimates within the Fed that we could see something considerably above that 2.6 percent. I noted earlier that 2.6 would be a big improvement. There are still some folks who think that it could come in, you know, close to four percent. What's Important to note there is that the range for 2022 and the range for 2023 don't overlap. So there's a bit of a consistency there that inflation will start to come under control in 2023. The next piece here I want to mention and talk about are the expectations around that Fed funds rate, where that Fed funds rate land. These are all the individual votes, I guess, that you would say. You know, everything for 2022 is landing between the three and the 4% mark. There isn't too much variation outside of that window. When we roll into 2023, one vote falls below 3%. There's about five votes that come in above 4%, but that 3.8% was that the median. And then the the real question mark or the head scratcher, I guess, comes in 2024, where the Fed noted that the midpoint or the target level of the Fed funds rate could range, you know, something above, you know, 4% or in that four to 4.25%, and then some votes falling as low as almost 2 to 2.25%. So, quite a bit of uncertainty where this might fall out a couple of years down the road. To wrap this up with a couple of charts, we have an article this week. Really encourage you to think about this article. And what we talked about is the Fed's second tool. A lot of focus has been going in on the Fed and what they're going to do with respect to interest rates. Interest rates are the active tool that the Fed said they're going to be using, but there's a passive tool that the Fed is just getting engaged, just getting it put into gear here in June, and it's shrinking the balance sheet. And why this is important is when the Fed is looking to stimulate the economy, which they did from 2020 until the late parts of 2021, they were actively buying bonds. And what that was allowing them to do is they were competing in the bond market to buy. And when there's more buyers, than they were competing on the buying side. They were actually driving the price that they are driving interest rates lower. So they are driving interest rates lower on more than just that Fed funds rate. They were in other areas of the bond markets. Now, when they put this plan into here, and it's going to take a few months to get that, again, the details land that article, but it's going to take a few months to get up to speed, but they're going to start to shrink the Fed balance sheet by about a trillion dollars a year, $1.1 trillion a year. And they're going to be competing on the selling side now. And when they're doing that, they're going to be, you know, it's going to start to, we're going to start to see higher interest rates as they're going to be out there selling these assets. They're going to let these assets roll off. And that's going to, of course, be if you're trying to wanting to buy these bonds, you're going to be able to get a higher interest rate because there's more sellers out there. And so they're competing on the selling side, which is going to start to create some upside potential here for interest rates and bond interest rates that bonds are going to be the intrinsic value of those interest rates on those bonds. And so again, this is going to be a very passive type of tool. And I think the thing we want to challenge you to think a little bit about is, one, this is a, a slow burn plan. In fact, we saw the Fed balance sheet jump from $4 trillion, close to $9 trillion in between you know the pandemic starting in 2020 and the end of 2021. So that was a $5 billion expansion in two years. Now they're going to roll this off at something like $1.1 trillion. And so you can see it's going to take until about January, 2027, before we get back to that $4 trillion. Also keep in mind, the Fed was trying to shrink the balance sheet before the pandemic. So it's not clear what the contingencies are for the Fed to adjust this burn rate on their balance sheet, this shrink rate on this balance sheet. And it's also not clear what's their end target. What I think is going to be interesting is all the conversations around the US recession here in 2022 or 2023 I don't think that's the relevant question. I think the relevant question might be what's going to be the Fed's actions? What's going to be the Fed's response? Are they going to need to have to want to issue some large bailout or stimulus effort? I guess I should say, what does that look like? Do they adjust interest rates and do they keep this shrink program in place or do they pause this shrink program before they lower interest rates? If the economy continues and they inflation remains stubborn, will they adjust this Shrink rate? Could we see something like 2 or $3 trillion in shrink rolling off this balance sheet on an annualized basis? The point here, though, is that current trajections, this is like a nine or 10 year plan at best. We're going to be talking about this in the wee years of 2020 and the early years of the 2030s. And so keep this in mind, keep this in the back of your mind. Again, I think the, the focus is largely on the Fed funds rate. This has an impact on debt markets and interest rates that you and I face, but it's largely being overlooked by most of us. But I think maybe that's an asset to the Federal Reserve or a benefit to the Federal Reserve. I wouldn't call this a stealth program. I think it's pretty public, but it's just not capturing the attention like the Fed funds rate. So- this is sort of a program that, you know, I was thinking back to the Ronco days of the rotisserie chicken, set it and forget it. Um, they're going to be able to set this program into place and see how it works over the next few years. The last two points here I want to cover. We have two forecast network questions around interest rates open. The first one is the probability of the 10-year treasuries getting above 3.5%. Last week, they got to 3.49%. So we had to go measure a little bit to make sure that question didn't get resolved. But keep an eye on this. We've seen these 10-year Treasury is really bouncing around the last month. Update your forecast, follow along with that. The second question is the Fed fund target rate, the upper limit. We have that question about that. It has hit 1.75%. The question that we have opened the forecast network is the probability of it going above 1.75%. So the next month, the Fed's meeting, if they raise that target limit, again, we could see this question get resolved. So update your forecast, kind of reflect on how things have changed, how things have moved, and we'll see how this moves forward. And, you know, just the thing about this 10-year treasury, we're back above 2018 highs or those levels we saw in 2018. If we look at where we are with these shorter term rates, we're still quite a ways away from those 2019 levels. So that's all I have for you this week. Check out the rest of our content. Jeff updated the yield models. We have an article around global vegetable oil usage and production over time. Take a look at that. Update your forecast network questions. And of course, the Acreage Report comes out next week. Update your forecast around Acreage. Update your forecasts around the yield contest as well. That's all for this week. Take care and stay curious.